What's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and it is Sunday. So it is the end of last week, which was Thanksgiving week, so I am back on track to get things done. My girlfriend has gone back home, so I'm just going to be chilling here, getting a lot of work done, and actually I've been sourcing a little bit today on my way home which has been really, really good because I've been able to find a few items that I didn't really think I'd be able to find at the stores, but I've been going for some bigger ticket items. They haven't had them, but as I'm walking around the store, there's been a few things that I've seen that I've been looking for that I think they restocked recently. And with so many people being inside, trying to celebrate the holidays with family and so many people not really wanting to do that much during this kind of lull while we celebrate Thanksgiving and Black Friday and stuff, it seems like they've managed to restock the shelves with some items that are kind of low-key flips for me but have been doing really well and every time I've listed them have sold relatively quick and, and that's good a lot of the items I'm looking for I'm trying to make significantly high profit on which is why I haven't been sourcing a ton a lot of them have been online purchases and stuff and so the the upside of that is that I don't have to source nearly as much the the downside is that I can't nearly find as much, but it works itself out because they're higher profit items. But these items here, I've been able to pick up whenever they go into stock online or whenever they go into stock in store, and I'm still making about 40 to 50 bucks an item. So really, really, really good margins there whenever you're looking at the the cost, the cost not being that high. And I've been able to make some good money on them, so I'm happy to have scooped up a few of those today. Probably made a quick 150 bucks just on my way home. And that's a win for me because I really wasn't looking to make, I really wasn't looking to to source much today at all. And after hitting about four stores or three stores up, I managed to find a few items that'll make me uh, almost a couple hundred bucks. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy to make some money on that and go back home and get some stuff done that I need to get done, get some organizing done. I try and get all my stuff organized now at the end of the month. So that means going through all my receipts, putting those into the proper folders and stuff so they're organized, and then going through all of my my different things like credit card payments and stuff like that, making sure those are all paid off and, and squared away for the month. So that's what I'm doing right now. Just gonna go through those and make sure that those are all ready to go. And then once those are all all good, then I will just keep plugging away and and chopping up some of the stuff that I need to get done for the the day. So that's what my plan is. I've gotten a lot of items sourced and I've talked about it a little bit, but I did get some really, really good items from Ross and I've been able to source a few things from online too. Managed to find some really cool, a uh, cool collab that the the uh, Nintendo brand, I guess, did with Puma. They did a collab for Super Mario Sunshine, the old GameCube game that came out in like 2003, 2004. And it's a pretty iconic game. It sells for a lot of money right now. I think it goes for over a hundred bucks. And especially now with it being Q4, I could see it even upticking a little bit more. So it's a very, very popular game. And it did, it It was just a, like an everyday game that you could have bought off the shelves whenever I was younger. I always remember seeing it at the stores because it was just a regular game. And as these games get older and harder to find, the price goes up and people remember that game. They want to go back and play it uh, from when they were a kid. So it's about 20 years later since it came out and you see the high price in resale on it because they have appreciated because there's so few of them left compared to what there originally was in stock. And that's why they used to be 50 bucks and now they are a hundred bucks. So just goes to show that you can 
you can always find random things, but they did a collab with Puma and they did a whole collection of clothing. I managed to scoop up a piece from that that they had restocked on and it, they seem to do really well. And that's something that I've been focusing on is with the uptick in gaming and the uptick in the gaming community and you see so many more people kind of get into it. It's funny because gaming used to be kind of like nerdy. You had people that played Call of Duty and that's fine. Like that, that was like kind of normal. Then like things like uh, when you look at League of Legends and stuff, I remember people talking to me about that when I was in high school. It was relatively new back then. And I remember just thinking like, oh, that's kind of like gamer stuff that I really don't know anything about. And that seems like the stuff that like hardcore gamers play. And it was always viewed as kind of like a, a, a nerd kind of thing to do. And it's not necessarily viewed as that anymore. You see a lot of people, a lot of high profile people playing more of these games. You see the the rise with that really came with Fortnite. You saw how big that got, and it kind of pulled everybody in, just not just gamers, but people that weren't gamers into playing this one singular game on every device that they had, whether it was a PlayStation or an Xbox or their computer or on their iPhones and Android phones. It, it was it kind of took over, kind of like Pokemon Go did. And so you see these sorts of trends happen, and now you see things like collabs with Super Mario Sunshine. A, a one of the most iconic GameCube games created and it's reselling really really well and, and that is kind of the trend you see that with with different things across the video game industry how it has increased in value this year especially with COVID and stuff people being inside not really having anything to do they want to I mean think about it you have so many of these people that used to play Super Mario Sunshine think about that game right so many people that used to play Super Mario Sunshine as a kid that was 20 years ago that thing came out so even if it's 15 years ago for those people and they were I don't know 15 let's say they were 15 or or even maybe like 10 and uh, maybe like 15 so if they're 15 let's say they had a kid when they were 22 that makes sense right so they they were 15 when the game came out they bought it they enjoyed it they loved it that was 15 years ago that they bought it and they they are now 30 and they have a kid that's eight because they had the kid when they were 22. So now they want to show that kid they're inside. They don't have nothing to do. They have a GameCube still, but they don't have the game. They go on to they want to show their kid what they played when they were a kid. They want to enjoy the same video games that they enjoyed when they were children with their own kids. And so you see people going and scooping up these games on eBay now, and it's in part to the fact that they want to either play vintage games to themselves or games that they used to play as kids they want to play those again because they're kind of bored and they don't know what to do or they want to share that with their own children and their own families now that they've grown up and they have a little bit of a family to themselves not just their their immediate family they were born into but their own their own family now they've moved out and they have their own family so it's it's very interesting how you see that kind of stuff happening you see so many people now wanting to share that with their own families or, or relive that old time because people love nostalgia it sells really really well and gary v's been been talking about this a lot and you see that happening with the card market and stuff how nostalgia sells really really well and it brings people back to a time in their lives when they were when things were simpler when things were happier when they were happier so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be on the lookout for all these super high-end collabs sometimes just cool things or things that are unique sell the best and that's what i've been really looking at there's a lot of things that are super high profile my favorite things are the low-key flips that maybe you see something restocked or maybe you see something that is a little bit strange nintendo doing a collab with a, a brand is something i pay attention to because that's a that's a high profile company you look at what they have with pokemon where it is the number one franchise out of like all I forget what it is, but it's like out of all the, the franchises out there, like Star Wars or Yu-Gi-Oh! or 
Harry Potter, like all those kind of like kind of fantasy kind of things that were created and now have turned into these mega franchises, Pokemon stands above all of them as the number one grossing franchise per year. And so you see Nintendo, that's just one of their brands. And they have Mario and they have all these other sort of different characters and, and character systems that they've created. And they all go together to make this this mega company in Nintendo. And Nintendo, when they do a collab with a company, I tr- tend to pay attention to it because you're not just bringing in people from America if you're an American seller. You're bringing in kind of a world culture because so many people have enjoyed Nintendo games all over the world, especially people in Japan where it's created and stuff. But Japan, the United States, and you have a lot of people in Europe that get to enjoy these games as well. So there's just there's so much there's so much culture around Nintendo that when they do a collab with a company like Puma, I pay attention and I like to say, wow, that's, that's something I need to look into and see what the resale is on it because there oftentimes is resale to be had if there's a large enough fan base for a company doing a collab with another company, regardless of whether or not Puma really sells that well in general. And it typically doesn't. I don't find a lot of high-end Puma collabs doing that well. I don't find a lot of Puma kind of Puma stuff that does well anyways when I go to Ross and Marshalls and TJ Maxx. But when I found this, I looked into it a little bit and saw that there was some resale there. And it tends to be that way. When you're looking at collabs and you want to see which collabs sell the best, what what do I want to look for in a good collab? You want to look for at least one of those companies being a very, very, uh, very sought after brand or one that has a very tight knit niche where a very tight knit community around it that's very niche that really, really gathers around and rallies for that brand. Think about it. If somebody attacked that brand on social media, would it's would the people that support it be willing to fight fight for it? And you see that so many so many times with people that are on social media, there's a lot of people that back them. Think of like Barstool Sports. You go after somebody from Barstool Sports, I've seen it happen before where somebody makes a comment on a tweet or a comment on or they tweet back to somebody or they make a comment on an Instagram post or something. You like I don't know how many people that are just Barstool supporters making fun of that person, ripping them apart and stuff. And so that kind of a thing happens a lot with some of these brands. There's a lot of people that just really, really support Nintendo. It does really well. And you can see this with other lower key brands and, and I'm not going to go into them because there's just there's there's way too many. But look out for brands that have a, a decent following or at least a following that's very passionate about it. and. That is a collab that you would want to pay attention to if you want to look for something to flip. It doesn't always have to be the high end, they're the high profile off white and Nike collabs that do the best, which they will do the best. But you can oftentimes make some lunch money or just small, small money or even bigger money on very, very low key flips like things like this Nintendo collab that I found or things like other sorts of brands that do pretty well with that as well. There's, there's a lot of money to be made in smaller collabs like that. So, that's what I'm going to be going to be looking at in the upcoming year, I think. Just trying to pay attention to everything that's going on a little bit better and trying to see, okay, you know, the bigger companies like a Nintendo or like Sony did with with Travis Scott, how that was a major collab. Now they only released five pairs of those. It, it was a little bit different, but it was very, very sought after because Sony doesn't typically do a collab with Nike or with Travis Scott. And so it was a very big deal. And you'll see that. So when, when you see things like that, pay attention to those, see what the, the information is, research them a little bit, and that is a good way to make some extra money on the side while you're looking for these bigger key flips like the upcoming Jordans that are coming out or or like the upcoming big items coming out like we've seen with Playstations and Xboxes and all that kind of stuff. So 
hopefully that can help you out. Hopefully you can make some money on that. Hopefully that can be something that gives you a little bit of, of insight into how I like to try and approach a different collab or try and approach some research tactics when I'm trying to find new items to flip that have recently released. So that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good rest of your Sunday and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.